Well, thank you, musicians. That was great. Thank you, uh, sound man, making the sound work in lights. I see some up there in the dark, but working computers. Thank you guys for doing it all. I don't know whether you realise that people on the, on the cameras and people doing all this sort of technical stuff, they almost aren't in the meeting. They're there, but they're not there. They're sort of there, but they're working so engaged. They just, well, what happened? They're just totally working. Great stuff. I want to just encourage you tonight, and uh, we're going to pray for a lot of people at the end of the service. I want to just pray in part. And uh, I was sort of weighing up what to share. I had a message prepared, and then I felt the Holy Ghost just coming back on me again. When I woke up this morning, uh, I had the, the, the Lord speak to me as I was waking coming out. He said, it's time to break out, time to break out. And he began to speak to me about some things to break out on. And uh, so I just feel I'm going to pick up the passage I was in, but I want to take it from a different perspective. So I encourage you to get this morning's message. But if you didn't get it, here's the scripture found in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And I want to pick up two aspects of it, which is really what the message is on tonight. Strength and sensitivity. Strength and sensitivity. Strong and sensitive. Strong and sensitive. And uh, let's just have a look here and we're going to see it in the life of David. And so here it is in verse 17 to Samuel chapter 5 verse 17. Uh, Now, the Philistines heard that they'd anointed David king of Israel and all the Philistines went up to search for David to kill him. That's nice of them, isn't it? Eh? Real friendly like. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. And the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Shall I pick a fight? Or, or shall I take on the fight? And will, you, will I win? And the Lord said to David, Go up. Doubtless I will deliver them into your hands. Now, that's not bad, is it? Imagine having a relationship with God where he says, Go for it. I'm with you. You can't lose. What would you take on this year if you heard God saying to you, go for it, you can't lose? This is what he does say to us, of course. Go for it, you can't lose. Encourages us to stretch out. And, uh, and so David went. He went to Valverism and he defeated them there. So it's a great battle, a great victory. And then he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakout of water. And uh, so he called the name Baal Perizim, or in other words, he said, this place is the Lord of Breakthrough. So he changed the place. Now, I want you to see, just have a look for a moment, where it was that they fought this battle. They fought it in the valley of Rephaim. The Rephaim means the giants. And the Rephaim were killed by, uh, by Joshua. But these Rephaim then, they were giants and they were the things that frightened everyone, intimidated everyone. They were the giants who ruled the land. They were all gone. There was just the memory of them left. And David turned that place of memory of giants that terrified and he turned it into a place called the Lord has broken through. Think about that. Because you will have memories, experiences, issues, thought patterns, habits, things that you need to break through this year and instead of seeing it as a giant in your life, look at it as this is where God is going to give me the breakthrough this year. And uh, then he went on and therefore uh, the Philistines came up again. So he didn't kill them all, they came up and had a go. And they also came back to the same place. You'd think they'd have a different strategy, wouldn't you, eh? You think they'd try a different plan when the first plan failed so terribly. But no, they came up to the same thing. But David had a different plan. 
And so he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, don't go up, don't confront them, don't go down against them like you were before. So probably they were thinking like this. They were thinking, well, we, we lined up all the army and it looked like we are going to win. And then David came out with a small group of people and gave us a licking for him. So this is what will strengthen the army and will get it set up even better. And this time, he'll never be able to do what he did. Of course, what they didn't realise is David's very sense of the Holy Ghost. He didn't go back that way and didn't fall into the trap they set for him. He's went around behind. And God said to him, won't you hear the sound of the, in the mulberry trees of, the, of a wind blowing? In other words, I'm going to give a supernatural sign to you that will give you a signal when to have a go. And so they just poured out of the trees wherever they were hiding, came up behind him and wiped them out again. And this time, just made mincemeat of them. And uh, what a great victory. So, and, and here's the interesting thing is, if you have a look at the end of the story, we'll start at the end and then want to bring out two things in the story. And, uh, and notice here it says, uh, it says, the Lord did so, as the, David did as the Lord commanded him, verse 25, and he drove the Philistines from Geba as far back as Giza. Now I want you to see this. Firstly, David was anointed to be king. He was anointed to actually gain back the territories that belonged to the people of God. Just like you and I have an anointing of the Holy Ghost and it's a kingly anointing, just like his anointing is a kingly anointing, you have got things to conquer this year. You have got some challenges to take on. You've got some things to break through. All of us are called to advance the kingdom of God, see souls saved, people's lives changed, our community touched because of our witness. But for most, for most people, you've got to get over yourself first of all. You've got to break through the things that stop you being effective. So for some of you, you're so wrapped up in yourself, you'll be thinking, I've really got to break out. I've got to become a friendly person. I've got to become a person who's grateful, a person who's honouring, a person who connects with unsaved people and begins to start to share the gospel with them. Now, I want to show you two things about David in the story and two things that you and I need to put on. It's great to hear how he got the breakthrough. I want to hear how I can get a breakthrough. <laughs> and you want to hear how you can get your breakthrough this year. The first thing I want you to notice is when the Philistines came up against him. The Philistines came up against him the moment he was anointed king. In other words, the spirit world knows when you are carrying anointing, when you have faith in your heart, and when you're determined to do something for God. If you're not determined to do anything for God, you're not going to be a bother for the devils. You're already out of the action. But when you make a decision, I'm breaking through this area in my life, I'm breaking through this bondage, I'm breaking through this fear, I'm breaking through financially, and you begin to pray, prepare your heart, get faith in your heart, and get a plan together and start to work the plan, you will cause the enemy to worry. We'll teach on deliverance and on healing principles and how to flow in the power of God through this year. And as we teach that, if you determine not just to come to the seminar or some teaching, but I'm going to flow in these things. I'm going to begin to look for a way that I can minister the life of God to others. I tell you what, you're picking a fight. And so this is the thing that we often overlook. There is a very real spirit world. You can come to a meeting and get stirred up, but you've got to turn your being stirred up into some actions the next day so that you begin to start to... Put your faith so it can be practically seen. Think about it. How could your life be different? What is limiting you right now? Is it shyness? Is it fear? Is it inferiority? Is it bitterness? Is it disappointment? Is it inadequacy? What is it? What has got your name on it? It's your giant. It's just a memory because Jesus defeated at the cross. But it is holding you back in your life. Wouldn't it be great if you could take it on? 
I remember when I went into a meeting, one of the first meetings with Clark Taylor and he preached the message and he just asked this question. He said, if you knew that this thing that has been holding you down, holding you back, that if you just persevered and broke through and that your life would change, wouldn't it be worth the battle no matter what it was? I said, yes, it would be. And I went home and I changed my whole career pattern and I worked on myself until I got a breakthrough in that area and that breakthrough has carried me all the rest of my life. The area you break through will bring benefit for others. So David was appointed to win a war. Now here's the interesting thing. When we saw at the start of the story, you notice they heard he's king and now they're coming to kill him. At the end of the story, he takes over everything that they had occupied. So when the devil sets out to try and knock you back, pressure you, defeat you, intimidate you, whatever, here's the thing. God has set him up for a failure so you can enlarge. I don't see any enlargement in the Bible or even in life without having a bit of a fight, having a struggle, having to contend. You want to break through in some area this year? Want to break out of where you currently are? Want to enlarge yourself? You have to, have, have to decide, I'm going to put up a fight. So here's the two things I want to show you about David, and I want to show you just quickly how you can start to put these on in your life. You realize that the, if you're going to be different at the end of this year, it's because you decided to make a change. Don't go praying and waiting for God to change you. He's already made the changes possible through what he did at the cross. Your role is to identify what you need to change in and do all you need to do to fulfill your part. In other words, you can't just pray and wait for God to do it. That leads you under religious spirit. So here's the two things. The moment the Philistines rose up against David and he heard it. it Notice what it says about verse 17. As soon as David heard it, immediately he got into a battle positioning. Here's the first thing about David. David had an incredible warrior spirit. He had a strength of spirit. Now here's what the Bible, Jesus taught in the New Testament. He taught in Matthew chapter 11, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent press in and take it forcefully. That's an amazing statement to make. So what he's saying is essentially this, that in order to bring heaven to earth, in order to advance the kingdom of God, the will of God in your life, you have to be determined. You have to have strength and determination. You must decide and determine and develop the strength to continually persevere until you break through. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violent press in and take it by force. Every advance I have made in my, in my life, I have had to make a determined effort that I would push into the presence of God, that I would push in in prayer, I would begin to develop the inner strength needed to, to break through in that area. Now, just take, just take one area. Say, for example, take an area uh, just where I was struggling some years ago just with rejection and a, and a thing around my life that caused me to feel I was just not acceptable. And I'd wrestled with that since I was very young and I realised it was affecting my life. And so I realised I had to get to deal with it. So... The, the Lord, I had to have a strategy. Now, one of the first parts of the strategy is very, very simple. I learned the power of praying in tongues. See, the Bible tells you when you pray in tongues, your spirit is praying. And when your spirit is praying, it says also, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, it says that you strengthen yourself. You build up yourself. So, for many of us, the battles we have in our life are in the soul and in the flesh area of our life. And what what resists us is the flesh and demonic spirits push on us through that. What we need is strength in our spirit to prevail. 
And God has given us a tool, praying in tongues. So I learned to pray strongly and forcefully in tongues until I could feel my whole body energized with the life of the Holy Ghost. Now, you can't just put it on. You can't just develop it overnight. You have to give yourself to prayer. And so I gave myself aggressively to prayer. In fact, actually what I did was I I got into, uh, as well as uh, praying in tongues, I got into singing in the Spirit as well. And so the early days of the church being pioneered here, I spent hours hours every day, day after day, in prayer, pushing in the Spirit to grow strong in my own life. And to and, and what I did was I, I could play a piano accordion, so and not very well, but I played enough to be able to just flow in the spirit and worship with the music. It's like David did. Because I saw that's what he did. And so I would get and I'd begin to pray and I play aggressively and begin to flow in the spirit until the whole atmosphere would begin to shift around me. And over the course of time I developed inner strength. Now, you, you have to, if you want to get physically strong, go to the gym and work out. So if you're going to develop spirit strength, you have to get into prayer. And you learn to pray strongly. I just begin to build the time of prayer longer and longer and longer. And as I began to pray in tongues, I could feel strength and my whole spirit would energize and come alive. And a lot of what I, my ministry has developed over the years has been because of building this capacity inside. So I can, in a moment of time, arise in my spirit. Didn't take long now. See, so there's strength in there. There's capacity developed. But it just doesn't happen. You've actually got to give yourself to praying. And so praying in the Spirit strengthens your spirit. And what it begins to do, it provokes something. Because then the issues that are lying there start to surface and start to rise. So what I did was I prayed in tongues and strengthened my spirit. Second thing I did was I got a strategy where, where this thing had come from and what I needed to do. First of all, what I needed to confront. And so day after day I'd strengthen myself in prayer and then just speak into the spirit world, confront and decree God's word. To this day, I still do it. I still daily arise, pray in tongues strongly for a season and decree God's word over my circumstances and over the world around me. You've got to learn to do that. See, so strength, the Bible talks about uh, in, in, in Ephesians 3, uh, he prays in verse 16, Paul, that you would be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. So God obviously wills that you become strong and not namby-pamby. You have a spirit and your spirit provides, the, it's the gateway into the spirit world. And, and the, the, the thing that shuts that or opens it is your soul, what's going on in your mind and emotions. So the, one of the first things you do is develop tremendous strength in prayer. That's why we, uh, from the very beginning until this day, I like to have very strong expressive praise because it keeps at bay that religious thing that sits over people and gets them to be passive and shut down and half-hearted and lukewarm and not really engaging in their spirit with, with the person of God. There's a reason for it. Okay? And so it's no coincidence that uh, wherever I go, demons get thrust out and, get, and they get to manifest that stuff seems to happen. It's because strength has been developed. You can develop it. I mean, when I first went to Singapore, Pastor Kong, he's one of the most greatest church builders in this day, in this day and uh, he, he came along in an altar call with me, prayed for two people, and he was done. 
and he was very embarrassed and ashamed that he was tired out and exhausted, but he hadn't developed strength in his spirit. And he just determined, the next year I came in there and he just carried, he prayed for hundreds with me and he was no problem. And I said, no, I see you're different this year, I see you're really hanging in there. What happened? And he said, I was so ashamed of my lack of spiritual strength and capacity when, this, when you came last year, I made a decision that when you came next year, I would have shifted and changed. Otherwise, you just make an excuse for why you're like you are. Think about it. See, so David, see, the moment the devil rose up against him, the moment the enemy rose up against him, immediately he's locked into fight mode. See? There's a difference to being a fight mode or having a warrior spirit. It's something that develops inside you. You rise up in the spirit straight away. So I can be very gentle and if I have any demonic encounters, straight away I'm into aggressive mode, just like that. See? Why not? Jesus was. You have a look at how he handled stuff. You know, his first recorded church meeting ended with everyone wanting to murder him. <laughs> Think about that. That's not very nice, is it? All these lovely church people want to kill him. He was engaging the religious spirit with the things he was saying. Second meeting that's recorded in Luke chapter 4, just a few verses later, he had a demon start yelling out in the middle of the meeting. So he, had, he was strong. He grew strong in spirit, the Bible says. So I encourage you to make a determination that you will develop this capacity of David. See, his immediate default response when the enemy arose was to rise up in his spirit straight away. You want to fight? And he didn't pick the fight. God set the fight up for him. He didn't pick the fight. It was the first time he started the fight. And so you don't know what situations you've got coming up this year where God is getting the devil stirred up to pick a fight with you so you can arise and break through. It's a perspective there. It's an issue of faith. It's an issue of seeing that what comes into my life, God knows all about it, and I got what it takes. So before the thing comes, I should be doing some preparation, building my strength. So when something comes immediately, default mode is to stand up. You, you, you can't sort of develop a strong prayer thing in the middle of a crisis. You know, in the middle of a crisis, you've got what you've got. It just gets revealed, that's all. So why don't we just make a decision that you're going to develop some strength in your spirit? And so you begin to pray every day, begin to build your strength, build your capacity, and build the flow. It's not loudly shouting, it's from within your spirit, speaking strongly. See? And as you do it, shine, just come over here. Let me show what I mean. Just come over here. That's right, just stand just this where you are. That's right there. Now you see, if I just begin to arise in my spirit, and I begin to say that within me is the mighty power of God, then I'm sure that if I will just stretch my hand out, the power of God will just touch him, and he'll be touched by what's inside me. See? I didn't have my eyes open when I did that, but he just got touched by something that flowed out of me because I practiced arising and believing that the power of God is in me. The same spirit in you, by the way. I've just done a bit of homework, that's all. You can do homework too. And then you'll be different by the end of the year. Do the homework. Build strength inside you. So you build strength, one of the ways, by speaking the word of God. One of the ways is by praying in tongues. But get praying in tongues. 
I love praying in tongues. I've just determined since I've been away on holiday, come back and praying in tongues. George isn't at home, so I pray in tongues all the time around the house now. I find myself talking to myself. It's just shocking, really, but however, I'm growing in strength, ready for the new challenges this year. Eh? And you can do it too. Strong. It's the first thing you know is very strong. Now, having got into a position, he comes for the fight, and the next thing you know is he's incredibly sensitive. And here's an interesting thing about the kingdom. Often things in the kingdom seem to be like a paradox. They seem to be opposite to one another. And so you find it says Jesus taught in two places. Matthew 11, Hey, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violence, press in and take it. And that's that strong, assertive, taking dominion. Then in Matthew 18, he makes a completely opposite statement. And you look at it and you think, is this the same guy talking? But this is the, there's two truths held in balance. He said in Matthew 18, verse 3, except you be converted and become as a child, you can't enter the kingdom. Now, so he, on the one hand, it's being assertive. There's a place for that. On the other hand, there's a place to be soft and tender and to be sensitive like a child is. Now, you just think, he said, unless you be converted and become like a child. Do you think what a little child is like they're often quite sensitive. They get, you know, I can remember Sarah sneezed and her baby started crying. You know, kids can be quite sensitive. And, uh, but the thing is that, that, that a child is also quite vulnerable. So you find with a child, they'll pour their feelings out, they'll pour their thoughts out, they'll just come and they'll cry. If they're unhappy, they'll express what's going on in their life. And often we learn as Christians, uh, we, we learn not to express and pour out in a tender way and a soft way, and a sensitive way, our heart to the Lord. The disappointments, the struggles, the pains. There's a place to speak it out and to become vulnerable to God and intimate with him. So the praise is very strong, but the worship we need to be very tender. And so I've, I practiced for a long time, having times of being incredibly strong and then just finding the flow of the Spirit where I could feel God and then I just weep. Have a look at my according to this day. It's covered with tear marks. See, there's the two sides that go within, with working with the Spirit of God. Very strong, very sensitive. And the Bible tells us, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Or in other words, be sensitive to how your conduct, conduct can grieve the Holy Spirit. And he particularly talks about bitterness and anger and and speaking badly about other people. He said all of those things grieve the Holy Spirit and stop him operating powerfully in your life. So notice there the two things of David, very strong and very sensitive. Strong, sensitive, strong, sensitive. And you've got to learn to be able to be like that. Tough, tender, strong, sensitive. That's real manly stuff, isn't it, eh? Troubles men get the tough stuff and they get the tender bit to go with it. See? Uh, yeah, they might get the, the, the very strong, but they'll get the sensitive side. But both of them are part of the nature of God and both of them are aspects of what made David a great man of God. You ever think, when I remember that verse I shared with you, that said you become as a child, you have a look at a few uh, chapter away when David starts to enter the city and what he did, he began to dance like a kid. He's leaping, whirling, dancing. That is sensitive, vulnerable. People looking at him, his wife looked at him, despised him. She was barren. He just said, I do this to the Lord. He said, no, I'm not worried about what you think. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be passionate before him. I did it to him. And so he was, 
extremely expressive and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and yet at the same time he was incredibly strong and could rise up as a warrior and was never defeated in the battle. So, for this year for you to break through, don't just look at David having a story of breaking through. He broke through as a result of little breakthroughs a long way earlier in his life. You see, when everyone else was doing what they were doing, he was there and he was praying strongly and he was worshipping strongly and he was being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and he had, first of all, a lion. Now, I don't think you've ever been by a lion's cage at any time. I'm very glad that there were bars. When I went beside one of the cages, blimmin' things started to roar at me. And, you know, so I walked along and it followed me along. You know, I'll go back this way here. It followed me along again. I went this way and it followed me along again. I thought, you want to eat me, don't you? And, uh, and so, well, that, you know. But I thought, I'm glad that it's got the bars there. And uh, but can you imagine being attacked by a real lion? Now, that's quite something to be able to kill a lion when you don't have much weaponry. Got a sling. It's probably as good as a sling can really do it. Yeah. But that's still a bit of a thing. I don't think I'd be wanting to throw a stone at a, at a lion. Think about that now. So what was in David? There was just this, something developed in him caring for the sheep. Something developed in him looking after something for someone else. This whole strength in God. He said, God helped him deal with the lion and then God helped him deal with the bear. Have you ever thought trying to kill a bear? That's not an easy thing to kill either. But he did it. So when he, when he faced these Philistines, he had a track record of years of battles fought. So last year, have a think back about last year. What battles did you face? How did you do? Did you develop strength? Did you break through? Did you develop sensitivity? Or did you wimp out a bit on the way and turn away from it and just live and accommodate it? It'll cost you something to accommodate the Philistines. When the Gibeonites were accommodating to the Philistines, they said, yeah, yeah, we'll make a covenant with you. Yeah, we'll give you peace, but we'll poke your right eye out meaning they could never be a man of war and hold a shield and fight. Imagine you've lost your right eye and you've got the shield over covering your left eye. Not to see too much for battle, would you? So think about that. This is a year to break out in different ways, to increase your personal influence. So that requires internal changes, shifts in the heart. It requires external changes in connecting with people and determining that I will engage people so I can extend the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean you go and talk about Jesus to every person you meet. It means you go and represent Jesus to every person you meet. It means you intentionally start to look at reaching towards people with a heart to see them come into the kingdom. Wow, what a great thing that would be. What a great thing that would be that if this year every one of us broke through some limitation, perhaps it's financial, perhaps it's attitude, perhaps it's in your skills, perhaps whatever it is, make a decision that I will become strong, I'll become sensitive and I'm going to put a plan in place to develop both of those. I'm going to break through in some area of my life and in my influence in the community. What a great thing to do that. And then at the end of the year say, God gave me breakthroughs. Let me tell you about my breakthrough and what I've got the place that was once a memory of giants and defeat and I have broken through. That's the law to break through. So in an area where I minister very regularly when I go overseas, I can absolutely trust God to come completely because the memory of the giant in that area, I overcame him and now 
I've got something fresh. I've got a breakthrough in that area of my life. So people see things happen, but they don't realise there's a breakthrough that you have to make to get into that zone. And you don't break through by staying in the safe zone. You break through by deciding, I've got to move out of where I'm comfortable to where I'm uncomfortable, and I'll do the preparation and prayer with God and then start to do that. Let's decide. This year is your year of breakthrough. Isn't that right? Year of breakthrough. Year of breaking out, breaking through. I just feel it's a really a great year for so many people this year. Wouldn't that be right? Michael, let me just pray for you. And uh, I, I want... Uh, Bryden and, uh, and Sergeant and Brian and Brett. And I want you all to get ready to prophesy. So I'll just get the flow going and then you guys can get into it, eh? Try and be able to do it. Do you prophesy, Aaron? Do you prophesy? When did you last prophesy? Oh, you can. Okay, you can. Why don't you work with Bryden then? Now, there you are. That'll get it going. I'll just get something happening for it. I'll start to pray over people. And once I start praying, the anointing flows and you guys just all get into it. I want you all to pick out two people and pray for them. Bring a word from God for them. So you've got a little bit of time so you can warm up. I'll just get the thing flowing. I'll get, I'll get things flowing. Hallelujah. I love to get things flowing. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for my... I thank you, Lord. Would you come up and stand with your husband? Come on up. Come on, stand with him. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this couple. We just value and appreciate them. Father, I just pray your hand of blessing. Uh, my, I just see God saying that uh, you've been uh, consolidating over this last two or three years. It's been like you've had a lot of things you've had to sort of just get sorted out and fixed up and get going. But Lord, this year is a year of enlargement, year of expansion, year of growth. And uh, it's like there's been some struggles that you both faced. But the Lord says, this year you're going to break out of those areas. This is a year of change for you. And uh, don't limit yourself and don't, uh, don't, don't stay limited by where you've been and what's happened and some of the things in the past. God says, there's a great heart in you. You've got a very kind heart. You're kind to people. You don't say too much about it. But there's just a kindness in there. That's a gift that God's given you to show kindness. Do kind acts to people. And uh, the, the way the Lord is, if you'll take what you love, there's some things you love and be kind to people. And uh, as you start to take that and start to do that, God's going to use you to touch people's lives. Holy Ghost, come on them both today. Let the power of the Spirit rest on them today. In Jesus' mighty name. Holy Ghost, come. Thank you, touch it. We come. And God's just saying to you tonight, training, training, training. And what that word before, but there it is again. Training. I see you training people. Training people. God says you must be quite intentional about starting to invest in some people so they know what you do and they know how to do what you do. But that doesn't mean that God hasn't got something for you. What God's saying, you're going through a transition, a seasonal shift. He's going to open up a whole area of ministering into people, ministering their hearts, and ministering together as a couple. But for you to come into that season, you've got to actually start to prepare for that. By one, you start to raise other people up, you start to work and teach people what you do and how you do it, and, and particularly the heart you have behind it. And the second thing is, you need to actually impart to them, empower them, and start to prepare for new things God has. And I just see you working with couples, and you're, you're sharing your testimony, you're sharing other things God has done, and I see you bringing breakthrough to people in the areas of grief, breakthrough to people in the areas of disappointment, breakthrough of people's lives have been shut down. And God's saying there's a whole new ministry ahead. You're just going to not retire, refire. A whole new thing. But within that, there's challenges in working together that you haven't faced before. There's some real challenges there. And you've been actually happy to do what you do because you've been able to just do what you do. 
but God's saying now is the time to change this next season in your life there'll be a greater togetherness and it's going to be a great season for you but don't take on the giants take them on take them on just lift up to the Lord there it is presence of God <gasps> Holy Ghost come on right now presence of God God is here God wants to help us wants to really help us can you just come up as a couple let me pray with you both and then you guys will all be ready to go Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, just hold hands. There we go. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your grace on their lives. Grace. I see great grace on your lives. And you've known what it's like to go through some tremendous storms and tremendous difficulties. But those storms which would have overcome other people, somehow it's been bringing you together. And I see God bringing you together to minister as a couple, to stand as a couple, to uh, work with people, encourage people. And I just see God saying you're entering a new season where you'll impact many, many people. I see God wanting to bring you into the area of being able to speak His Word, uh, the area of encouragement of people, the area of flowing with the prophetic giftings. And I just see this year for you as a decisive year of enlargement and change. And as you begin to sit and think and pray, you need to talk out some of the dreams you have. They've been on hold because there's been other things you've had to do. But this is a year of change. Power of God. Well, there we go. I don't think we need to use microphones. You can just pull people up now at will and just begin to prophesy to them. So, look, if you want a word, <laughs> reach out. Just call them out. I think, we're going to get I think it's easier if we just don't use the microphones now. And uh, why don't you, the rest of us, let's just get praying.